At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Off Limits Show. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done a show. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me, whether you're listening live or listening in the archives. Thank you. Uh, it is the first show of the Off Limits Show in 2017. And I have not done an Off Limits Show in a while. I say that every single show, I know that. I know you're probably getting sick of me saying that all the time, but... Um, you know, life actually does happen, so I don't always get to do the show when I want to do it, especially when there's huge things happening like they are right now in America uh, with gay rights and women's rights and um, the Trumpism movement, as I'll call it. So I definitely have a lot of things I wanted to discuss today, just a little old me by myself on my show, as I used to always do. Um, so if you do want to call into the show, you can call in at 214-377-0481. Um, if you, by using Skype, by the way, if you want to call in using Skype, you call Off Limits Show. Um, and I'm happy to have a discussion with you about what we're talking about today, which is everything... Alternative facts, which basically means anything that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth or Kellyanne Conway's mouth <laughs> is basically an alternative fact. And the fact that she even 
said, if you don't know or not aware, Kellyanne Conway, who was counselor to Donald Trump, said um, in an interview, <clears throat> I think it was with CNN or Fox or I don't know, somebody, that um, what their press secretary had said about the numbers at the inauguration were, was an alternative fact. And he presented alternative facts. I mean, wow. The fact that the counselor, whatever you call her, to the, se the president of the United States and someone who helped get him elected would call a lie <laughs> an alternative fact is just hilarious to me. I mean, talk about a spin doctor. And the sad thing is that there are certainly people out there who believe her and would believe her when she says alternative fact. He presented an alternative fact. Now, isn't an alternative fact a lie? Isn't that what an alternative fact is? If something is not factual and you're presenting it as fact, doesn't that make it a lie? I think it does, right? Um, anyway, I'm just a little confused by how anyone with a brain would buy into that. Of course, the people who voted for Trump don't have brains anyway. Um, so I guess it makes sense. It follows that they would believe the bullshit that comes out of her mouth, right? Anyway, um, I'm just appalled at the fact that we have now Donald Trump as president of the United States of America. Now, you all know how much I cannot stand him. I think he's an, a horrible person, abhorrent person. And I think he, I don't think, I just know by his, <laughs> by proof. I mean, we've seen the videos. We've seen the things he says about women, how he treats women. He's been accused of doing these things to women and assaulting and raping women, including a 12-year-old girl he's been accused of raping. Um, and we've seen, we've seen how he treats his wife, uh, Melania Trump. Um, we've seen how he is unnaturally close, it seems, to his daughter Ivanka. We've seen how these people are, without a doubt, the most fucked up assholes that could ever in uh, you could ever imagine being the head of the free world. Now, to me, they represent the bullies in school, in high school or middle school or whatever, right? That's basically what they are. That's who Trump is. And he was the rich white kid who was really popular with a certain group of people. And he was an asshole and pushed people and made fun of the gays and made fun of them, you know, and, and treated women horribly like trash and tissue. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting over a bronchitis <coughs> thing. Sorry. Um, and he he was that person in high school that, you know, that's who he represents to me. And his ent entire posse is that, you know, the people who didn't give a fuck about anybody else but themselves. And that's essentially who he is. And he's the most narcissistic personality I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, I could go on and on, of course, about this man and how horrible he is, but let's just discuss some of the things that, you know, Trump, um, um, has done, um, while he's been in office thus far. Um, hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I was responding to somebody. Uh, <laughs> let's just discuss some of the things that Trump has done so far uh, since he's been president of the United States already. You know, first of all, he has ended the involvement in 
the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And this was a trade agreement uh, that President Obama uh, was trying to push through Congress, and that would have uh, helped to, it was sort of like helping to make trade deals with America and and somewhat to um, help us get back into the, you know, game when it comes to imports and exports and that sort of thing. And, and you know, across the Pacific Ocean and across, you know, um, with China and that sort of thing. And it was a good thing. And, of course, he, he uh, Trump stopped that. He also issued an executive order on Obamacare. Now, he can't completely undo Obamacare just by you know, with a stroke of his pen, he would have to have Congress act if he intends to repeal the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare, in any way whatsoever. So, um, however, he did sign an executive order saying that he was going to roll back the law. And his order stated that the Department of Health and the Human Service, the Department of Health and Human Services had to minimize the financial burden of Obamacare on citizens and states and insurers. Uh, or others uh, through regulations as, as far as possible under the existing statute. So it's not clear exactly what effect it will have in the short term, but it shifts the priority of of the Department of Health and Human Services, um, you know, of the, the priority of that agency running the law from actively promoting Obamacare to reducing its impacts on everybody. So basically he's, he's limiting Obamacare's um, effectiveness as much as possible until he can try his hardest to repeal the law. Now, that is, of course, a ridiculously horrible thing for America. Now, since Obamacare has been implemented, the majority of Americans now have insurance. For better or for worse, they have health insurance, and that has taken the burden off a great deal of the healthcare system um, in terms of, you know, ERs and providing medical care and not being paid using that. And um, instead of going to primary care physicians, now that they can, um, and so it's done a lot in that sense. And also, um, one of the main tenets of Obamacare is that y you cannot be discriminated against or or not insurable because of a pre-existing condition. And that is huge for so many millions of people in America who have diabetes or HIV or cancer or uh, you know, Parkinson's or whatever disease they may have, um, <coughs> excuse me, or heart disease, anything. And things sometimes that are not even their own fault. For example, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, congenital diseases and things that we're born with that they can't control, which are considered pre-existing conditions, which they could not get insurance to cover because uh, insurers did not want to cover them because they were a higher cost to them. So because of this um, law, millions of people who, no longer, who previously could not get insurance have insurance now because of Obamacare. So that's one, or, you know, the Affordable Care Act, as it's called. So that is a huge thing. Also, limits on um, how much money you, your, your insurance company will pay over the course of your lifetime. Usually it was capped at a million dollars or 500000 depending on your insurance plan before, but now it's unlimited, and, you know, your insurance will continue to pay until you die, uh, regardless of what kind of illness you may have or how much it costs. So it's another thing. And then, of course, there's also access to the exchange now that people have access to be able to choose their insurance. Now, I will say that the insurance is expensive if you do not qualify for a uh, subsidy. Now, if you live in a state that provided or took the Obamacare subsidies, in the, which went through Medicare, Medicaid or whatever, Medicare, 
um, then your policy uh, costs would be less, regardless of whether you um, are qualified for the subsidy or not. However, if you live in a state like Texas, like I do, or other states throughout the nation, uh, mostly red states who were trying to stick it to Obama and say we're not going to allow uh, the Affordable Care Act to um, come through Medicare or whatever and help cover these costs because they hated Obama, uh, then your costs may be like double what they were before. So people often blame, oh, Obama's an asshole because he, you know, these, these are so fucking expensive and we don't make them afford this or whatever. Well, yeah, that's because half of the states refuse to take subsidies from him or um, money through Medicare or, or, or adhere to those policies so that they could be cheaper. Um, and then, of course, uh, I have a doctor, for example. I, I see him. He's my primary care physician. The last, like, four or five times I've seen him, he's talked about how much he hates Obama and Obamacare. So last time I saw him, which is a few weeks ago, I said, you really don't like Obama, do you? He's like, oh, I don't like what he's done to Obamacare, or I don't like Obamacare, and it's raised my rights, and I, I, I don't, that's why I don't cover it, and I don't accept Obamacare because they expect me to be paid according to the same um, pay schedule as Medicare, and blah, 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 blah. And, and so for me, it's just like doctors are fucking greedy because basically he's just saying he doesn't want to take a reduction in how much he gets. Like he doesn't make enough money as it is. Fuck him. He makes plenty of money, you know, two, three hundred thousand a year minimum. Um, and most doctors make about a million a year if they're, you know, really in, in, in um, demand. So uh, that kind of doctor, I mean. So I'm just saying that if you. So he hates Obama, whatever, and I, was, I told him, well, I told him all the reasons it was good, whatever. He's like, well, I don't like it, and I don't like him, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I just find it abhorrent and stupid that these people are, uh, or Trump is trying to get rid of Obamacare when it helps so many people. And the, 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 the worst part of it is, and the, the twist is that, yeah, they want to get rid of Obamacare, but they have no plan at all to put in its place. So all of these people who are, gonna, who are on Obamacare, which I'm not, fortunately, my husband and I are on the same insurance plan. Uh, through his work since I'm self-employed. Um, but people who are on Obamacare are going to lose it and not have any fucking thing to do. I mean, all these people, people are going to be looking for fucking insurance and health care and, excuse me, and not be able to um, afford it. And it's going to put a huge burden on our society to pay for these people who can't afford it in the first place because they don't have insurance. So it is fucked up that he would do that. But this is just the second thing, one of the second things he's done. The third thing he's done is he reinstated the Mexico City policy. And what that is, is it prevented the federal government from, from providing funds to foreign non-governmental organizations that perform or pro, 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 provide abortions. So by reinstating that policy, he basically you know, solidified his position as a pro-life Republican personality and saying that basically he's against abortion. And so he, he reinstated that as well. Re regulations for hiring and uh, regulations and hiring freeze. Um, he also issued an executive order uh, telling all agencies and departments in the executive branch to freeze any pending or forthcoming regulations. And basically that's just saying don't do anything unless I tell you it's okay. And then he also um, tried to make nice with the CIA by saying they're uh, previously, he'd said that they're among, the, they're among the most dishonest people on earth, and they should. Um, they made it sound like I had a feud with the intelligence community. He said, "quote unquote," uh, and then he comes around and says that um, they are the greatest thing in the world. Anyway, and then lashed out the media, of course, over the size of his crowds. He's done that, you know. Uh, the inauguration crowds. Let's talk about the inauguration. So the inauguration crowds that he had. <laughs> 
um, he literally lied and had his press secretary lie and say that he had the biggest uh, crowds ever in the inauguration in history. And without any evidence to, to support that, and as, as a matter of fact, the evidence supported the opposite, an alternative fact, as he was presenting it. And um, uh, his, what's the guy's name? Um, his press secretary, Sean Spicer, said that, you know, that um, he it was the most watched around the globe ever or whatever, all this kind of bullshit. Anyway, all the evidence points to both physical evidence, but people who have been photographed, people who were there, and aerial photographs with drones and things like that um, <laughs> prove that he's a fucking liar. If you compare his inauguration to what Obama had, his his all these seats, were, I mean, these spaces were open not only on the 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 mall, but also on the sides and the grass were open. In Obama's, everything was filled in. The grass and the the mall itself, in the middle, all the white was not showing. It was completely filled and packed. And so, for him to say that his was the biggest ever is a fucking lie. And he, it was barely even half. It wasn't even half full. All, all the people were in the front. So if you, he, he shot a picture um, or supported or supplied a picture to support his position, saying that he was he had tons of people there more than they thought. Where it was shooting him from him from behind, where he was sitting at the podium. Of course, the people right in front of him there were tons of people. That's where everybody was because that's all the people that were there. <laughs> and yet, when he was marching down the mall, all the the bleachers were empty. There's like a few, like a row, one row of people in one front row of the, one of the bleachers or whatever. Every so often, until you got closer to the uh, the stage. So the guy's a fucking liar, and he continues to just lie and lie. Like, we don't have fucking eyes and ears and brains. He thinks that simply because he said something, it must be true. And we don't believe that if you have a fucking brain. But people, he lies all the time because he's so fucking insecure. And I've always said he's insecure because he's got a fucking tiny penis. Now, it's been said also by some hooker he slept with before that he has a small penis. And I've said this before. I didn't need her to tell me he had a small penis because obviously a man who acts like that has an inferiority complex. And typically it comes from his penis size because he's obsessed with that because that's the kind of person he is. He's an egomaniac. So I think it's incredible that um, he's done these things just so far since he's been in office and tweeting out and all these things about people or whatever, about how much he hates us or whatever, how much he hates America and how much he, how horrible it is. And America first, America first, which is actually a 1930s Nazi, I'm not Nazi, um, um, uh, KKK uh, uh, rally that, that was used in those days. <laughs> Um, and the man is completely devoid of any kind of redeeming qualities. He's just a fucking bag of shit. I mean, that's basically what he is. So people have voted him in. He's our president now, and that we have to deal with it. Now, they're also talking right now about the fact that possibly Trump is uh, – he's so pissed off. His, his ego is so inflated and overinflated and so fragile that he's so pissed off that people don't consider him a legitimate president. He is wanting to do possibly do a recall or recount of the votes. Now, if we re if he does that legally, we have to vote again because he's saying that the votes were not uh, legal or whatever, and that means that it was that the that the election was you know somehow rigged or whatever, which of course it was, but um, <laughs> not <laughs> uh, but in his favor. 
Um, but if they do that, that means they have to do a recall and they have to actually re-vote. So if we were to all re-vote right now in this country, people who voted already and the people who didn't vote because they were too lazy to go out and vote, he would not be president. So I hope he fucking does that. And I hope he fucking actually ends up – his ego is so big that he has to have legitimacy in his mind by the people and that he actually did win the votes, more votes than Hillary Clinton, and do a recall. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be awesome. And But the thing I'm afraid of is even if they do that, it's going to be suspect because I don't know if it's going to be that the votes that are counted properly or whatever, and they're just going to say he won when he really didn't, you know, and just to say he beat Hillary or whatever. Anyway, oh, God, it's just it's just a fucking nonsense. Now, beyond all of that, you know, what affects me personally is that uh, Trump has now – um, made it very clear that he wants to repeal all of the rights that gay people have um, earned over the past 50, 60 years, but specifically in the past 10 years or so with gay marriage, and he wants to outdo that. And that's part of their campaign, a promise in a way. And so they want to strip away the rights of gay people. Now, in Texas, there's even been a lawsuit brought to strip away uh, our rights as gay people uh, as married couples. So even if we're married, we cannot have the same rights. They're trying to make it so that we cannot have the same rights that heterosexual couples have in Texas now. They're bringing a, bringing a case back now that Trump's in office. They, they're emboldened by that, of course. So this is one of the reasons why I cannot stand people who voted for Trump. I hate people who voted for Trump because people who voted for Trump only voted for him what, well, whatever reasons they voted, whether it was because they're bigots or racist or whatever, or because they're looking out for their own self-interest and nothing else, both are equally abhorrent to me because if you, as a person and this human being, vote in someone whom you know is a misogynistic, xenophobic, racist, uh, homo- homophobic asshole, uh, and he's been proven to be that before he was ever elected, um, and you, with your own fucking eyes and ears, know that, and you vote for him anyway because of fiscal reasons or whatever your fucking reasons may be. You say you don't like Obamacare, whatever your fucking reasons. You vote for him anyway. Fuck you. You have fucked up my life and the lives of millions of people in this country. Women, gays, lesbians, bi, transgender people, um, people who are anything but other than Christian or white, heterosexual, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, male. Basically, you fuck them over, which is the majority of this country. And because you are too fucking selfish to give a fuck about people other than yourself. And I had this entire conversation. I've had this entire conversation so many times with Trump people, who people who voted for Trump or voted him or whatever um, over the past few months or weeks or whatever because <laughs> – because I had a friend on, on my Facebook page. She was friends with my best friend, and I knew her through him, whatever. Her name was Denise, and she uh, lives in Colorado. And I never had a problem with Denise. I knew she was a Republican or whatever, right? And um, But she was on my Facebook page or whatever, and I was posting you know, all these horrible things about Trump that are the truth about Trump, basically. Uh, and of course she never really said anything. We were trying to stay neutral about it. And finally she, she posted this meme and you probably have seen it. It's the meme with it's two stick figures and it's like, you know, Bob and Lisa or whatever, um, are both on opposite sides of the fence, but you know, Bob voted for Trump and Lisa voted for, you know, Hillary, but they're, they're still friends because they're, because they're, uh, adults or whatever. And basically it's kind of a dig and just saying that, oh, well, you know, I voted for for Trump, but you, at least I'm an, an adult, enough of an adult to still be friends with some people. And for me, 
the whole problem is this, is that we, it, when you people, and this is what most people who voted, who are against Trump, I mean, um, feel, and try to convey to people who vote for Trump or have voted for Trump or, or support him, it's not about the fact that Trump won. It's not about the tr fact that Trump, the Republican candidate, won. It's not about the fact that that Hillary was beaten. It's not a fact about the fact that Bernie didn't win. It's not about any of these things. What it's about is what it what your vote stands for, what it illustrates to people, what you are saying by voting for Donald Trump. You're saying that you support what this man stands for. Not just one thing like his fiscal policies and things like that people keep saying. No, you support everything because his character, his character as a human being is what makes the presidency and, 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 and what reflects who the president is. And I read something by Sparrow R. Jones, um, and this is the quote, and this, is, this kind of illustrates exactly what I'm trying to say. He says, I am not mad at you that Clinton lost. I am unconcerned that we have different politics. And I don't think less of you because you vote one way and I vote another. No, I think less of you because you watched an adult mock a disabled person in front of a crowd and still supported him. I think less of you because you saw a man spouting clear racism and backed him. I think less of you because you listened to him advocate for war crimes and still thought he should run this country. I think less of you because you watched him equate a woman's worth to her appearance and got on board. It isn't your politics that I find repulsive. It is your personal willingness to support racism, sexism, and cruelty. You sided with a bully when it mattered, and that is something I will never forget. So no, you and I won't be coming together to move forward or whatever. Trump disgusts me, but it is the fact that he doesn't disgust you that will stick with me long after this election. And I thought that was an incredible quote. And that is exactly how I and so many other millions of people in this country feel. And that is why the divide is there between us and the Trumpsters. Because it is more, it is about far more than just a simple vote um, or partisan vote. This is about morality and humanity, which are both lacking in um, Trump and his cabinet, uh, his cabinet. And so this is the issue that I have. And taking away my rights as a gay person or the rights of a woman to have an abortion if he chooses, and trying to do all these things, which he's going to accomplish to some degree. I'm not sure how far he'll get with everything, but he's going to make things very difficult for uh, these people, you know, me and women in general or whatever. And so um, it is, of course, offensive to us when you vote against us and our rights as human beings. Of course I'm fucking pissed off. Of course I'm angry. Of course I don't like you anymore. Of course I find you to be abhorrent. Of course I find you to be most likely a racist or a homophobe or whatever because you've supported this man's platform. So to say, oh, I voted for Trump, but I don't really think all of these things. I'm not really anti-gay or I'm not really against women's rights. Or da, 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 da. Fuck you. Effectively, it's the same fucking thing. You, by your actions, have actually said that I support all of those fucking things by your fucking vote. And that's what I keep trying to say to people. Ugh. So this is um, very frustrating for me, obviously. Now, um, someone I love, as you all know. Well, first of all, let's talk about the Women's March. The Women's March, if you don't know, which you, I'm sure you've heard about it by now, 
was a march that was organized around the country and the world, actually, um, to as a referendum or, or as a you know an anti-Trump kind of statement, not just about women's rights, but about all of his bigotry and racism and homophobia and all the things people he's against and and standing up against the things he believes in and the things he's trying to uh, instill in Americans. Uh, and so that's what the, the the march was about. And I marched here in Dallas, Texas, with my um, best friend and my husband and a good friend of mine, Courtney. And um, we all went down there and, and marched. We war- It was a five-and-a-half-mile march, up and back, I should say. And so it was quite a march. But we did it. And um, it was empowering and, 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 and um, exciting to see all of these people, women, men, gay, straight, black, white, it was diverse, you know, the group of people, um, and together. And I felt for the first time since this election, surrounded and enveloped by love and by people who actually understood and felt the same way that I do about this man and about the people who voted for him. And I was, it was millions of people, it was like two and a half million people uh, marched um, that uh, day around the world, and there were like fifty thousand people in Austin. I think there were like eight thousand here, fifty thousand in, in Austin, and then like I don't know a million or something. And I, I think it's half a million, half a million in DC, and then around the world there were even more. So there is a huge movement against this this man, of course. And one of the people who is against him, whom I love and adore, you know, is Madonna. And Madonna spoke at the Women's March in. Washington D.C. and she's in deep, wa- deep hot water or whatever because of some of the things she said. And one of the things she said as part of her speech was, "I have um, often thought about blowing up the White House lately, or whatever, something like that." She's something I've, I've been thinking. You know, she didn't say I've been thinking about blowing up the White House. She said, I've, "I've, I've often, you know, it's crossed my mind or whatever." Because she's so angry is what she's trying to to illustrate. And then she finishes that sentence by saying, but I know that that will not accomplish anything, meaning she's not really going to do that, and she doesn't really mean to do that. She's just saying she's angry. It's just her way of saying, expressing her anger. And um, much like me, she one of her favorite words is fuck, and she was telling people, fuck you, fuck Trump, fuck, fuck, fuck. Anyway, people were just like, oh my God, how dare she say these things, and now she's going to blow up the White House. She didn't say she was going to blow up the White House. She did not say that. She never said, I'm going to blow up the White House. She said, I have felt like it. I've been angry enough that I felt that way, but I know that it's not going to accomplish anything, and she's not going to do that. So people are saying that she should be investigated and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yet people, when Obama was in office and people were saying, hang Obama and, and you know, kill the nigger and shit like that, no, they were not upset about that, um, about the people saying that about him, no. But when she just... skirts the idea and never even actually says it or even expresses directly to do something like that and just says she's angry then they say that she should be punished or arrested it's fucking bullshit anyway but i'm so proud of her and you know i love madonna and this is one of the reasons i adore her because she she speaks her mind she's much like me we're we're very similar (laughs) that way and she's got a huge platform because she's ultra ultra famous it's so that when she says something, people listen. And um, but she's an incredibly intelligent, intelligent woman, and she's incredibly uh, political, as you know, and not only in her work artistically, but in her personal life. So I find 
her, you know, I, the fact that she went to this and she actually spoke out and the things she said were awesome. And I love her to death. And Cher spoke there, Stella Johansson, America Ferreira said some really amazing things. I love her too. I, I just think they're incredible women. And I think that the, 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 the women's movement has been, I think Madonna actually said something like this. She said like the women's movement has been dormant and this, it took this kind of thing to happen to wake us up and i think that that's amazing because after the 60s and 70s and you know whatever the women began to get their rights and things like that finally and equality to some degree um it kind of just kind of just you know feminists are still there whatever whatever but there wasn't really a fire lit under that movement and now it's like reignited and i think that's incredible and i i hope that they the women's movement and the gay and lesbian transgender movement and a bi transgender movement uh, can work together, and uh, and I'm sure that they will, as they did in the Women's March and uh, in the future, and actually impress um, so, or impart change in this country and, and 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 fight and resist, as they say, uh, this administration. And it is a retali- It is a uh, rebellion in a way. And I always often, and even before he was made president have said that it's much like, you know, the, re- the rebellion fighting the empire and the empire strikes back, you know, he's Darth Vader and uh, we're the, you know, we're Skywalker and Leah and, and, and Han Solo and those people trying to, um, trying to fight the evil emperor. So I think it is, um, it is, has lit a fire, not just among the women's movement, but amongst many, many people in this country and in this world, and I think that we, if you are someone who does not believe in the things that Donald Trump, or Trumpism as I call it, uh, espouses, and you think that it's evil, and I really do think it's evil, and I use the word evil not being a religious person, but I mean evil being just truthfully and truly um, disgusting uh, you know, uh, policies, and taking away people's rights and, and just a lack of humanity, like I said, if you believe all that, then fight back. Speak out for God's sakes. You know, I do my part in my own little way every day of my life. <laughs> I don't just come on this show every once in a while and talk about things and that's my part. No, I I write about it in a magazine, mootmagazine.com, by the way, M-O-O-T magazine.com. I write it about it in um, um, local papers and things like that. And I also um, speak out in my personal life. And that's the last thing I wanted to discuss is, is how it's affecting people's personal lives. You know, I, it's directly, like I was mentioning earlier, a former friend of mine and I got into it about Trump and she said some horrible things to me and just because I don't agree with her. Now I did call her, you know, she, when her best friend is, is my best friend. Um, she's known him since they were in college. I've known him since after that. Uh, but, they, uh, he's like me, he's very liberal and she's very Republican and conservative. And I told her, I said, look, you voted against your best friend's rights. You know, your best friend's gay and your best friend, um, is now going to be affected by these laws that take away rights that he may or may not ever want to use, but he's, he's, he's not married or anything, but he may want to be married someday, you know, whatever, or, you know, employment discrimination or whatever. And um, she's, I love my best. I love him. He's my best friend. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, well, your actions speak a lot 
more than fucking words, you know? And the same thing has happened to me. I don't know if you listened to the show. It wasn't this show. I'm not sure if it was this show I did on Off Limits show for the day on the Gay XYZ show. I talked about it. I think I talked about it on the Gay XYZ show. But there I have a um, – my husband's relatives uh, live in Waco, and um, his sister has stopped talking to me now for no reason, really. I mean literally no reason. And she just stopped talking to me because I don't agree with her daughter-in-law, who apparently is a Trump supporter, and her son, I guess, Trump supporter as well because he follows whatever his wife tells him to do basically. Um, and I just said – you know, we, we were talking – I was on her um, Facebook page. This is his. This is Ashley. Is her name? She is his. She is my husband's. She's my 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 husband's niece and or whatever, basically. Anyway, um, and on her page, she had said something. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Now she's always been this kind of religious little religious thing. Whatever. She's kind of evangelically Christian, but she's always been nice to me and Michael. She's never said a bad word about us to our face. Anyway, she's never done anything to make me dislike her. I always liked Ashley. And um, until uh, she was on her, her Facebook page, and, and she said something one day. It was the day after the election or whatever, and I was angry about Trump having won, of course. And she said, what should I have for dinner or whatever? And I said, Trump stew, ha, 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 you know, innocuous little thing. And then she, then somebody on her page, I guess it was her, I don't know, it's a relative or a friend or whatever, says, "Oh, you fucking whiny liberals, fuck you, whiny liberals, you so mad he won, get over it, fuck, 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 you know, liberal, whatever." And so that did not make me happy. And so I responded and said, "Well, at least you know I'm not a, you know, I didn't vote for a racist, homophobic, xenophobe, or whatever." And I said, "Which makes if you voted for for him, makes you one too, basically." And then she re- removed our posts, we removed my post and his posts, and that was it. I was like, okay, fine. She doesn't want me on her page say, talking about politics. That's fine. I get that. Whatever. And I didn't think a second thing about it. Then two days later, she removed me from Facebook completely. Now, she never mentioned a word to me or anything. And we see her every holiday and all of that. And she never said a word to me about it. Not, not fuck you. Not, uh, I just want to talk to you about why I'm removing you or whatever. Not one fucking word. No respect at all. So I'll go down there Thanksgiving and expecting to see them. And, of course, Thanksgiving comes, and uh, we go down there with his with his with my husband's um, sister Cheryl, and as we always do every Thanksgiving because we spend it with them. Um, oh, excuse my dog. Sorry, they're very loud. Um, and we go down there to spend it with them, and um, we don't see them at all the first day. Actually, we don't see them at all. Did we see them at all? No. No, I didn't see them at all the whole weekend. They said they were busy or whatever. Now, they'd never been busy. They always came to visit with us when we were down there before. So I knew that there was still weirdness, right? And so at dinner that night, I talked to Cheryl and my husband. Cheryl, my husband, and I go to dinner. And uh, this is the night before Thanksgiving or whatever. And uh, we or night after Thanksgiving, I think, whatever. Anyway, and so we go to dinner, and I sit down, and I say to Cheryl, I said, what's going on with Ashley? She said, well, what do you mean? And she acted like I didn't, she didn't know what I was talking about. Like, she acted stupid. I go, well, the Facebook thing. Oh, you mean that? Oh, yeah, well, I just want to let you know that I agree with everything she says. I agree with everything she says. She's, that's the first thing she says out of her mouth. I agree with Ashley. Well, she didn't even give me an opportunity to respond. She never said to me – she didn't hear my side of the story is basically what I'm trying to say. She didn't hear anything I had to say. She just said, I agree with her, and I don't agree with you. And 
pissed me off, of course. And I was like, well, can I at least, you know, express myself and talk about it, whatever? You can, but I don't know what the point is, you know? What's, what's the point of talking about it, blah, blah, blah. And just completely shut off about the whole thing. And then I started telling her, well, let me explain to you why I feel the way I do. And I explained to her basically why I feel the way I do. I feel like if she wanted to remove me from Facebook, I don't really care about that. I said, but I, I feel like she should have been at least respectful enough to me to talk to me about what, you know, happened and what transpired. And, you know, so I said, there should be no weirdness between us. I'm not angry at her or anything. And, you know, she's, she, she said, well, she just doesn't want that stuff on her Facebook page. I said, that's fine. I said, I don't care. But she should still talk to me. And, and you know, there's no reason to be angry at me. I said, all I talked about was Trump. She, did she vote for Trump? She's like, I don't know who she voted for Trump or whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the point, but whatever. And I was like, okay, well, anyway, so she and I had this whole argument. The first argument we've ever had in our entire uh, relationship in nine years, having known her since she's my husband's sister. And she basically wouldn't let me speak, wouldn't let me say anything, hardly. I mean, literally, I had to literally finally say, can I at least say something? For God's sakes, you're not letting me say one word. And finally, I did and told her how I felt. And I said, all I want her to do is just talk to me and talk, you know. And her and her, and her whole family don't talk about anything. They're just those kind of people who don't discuss shit, right? And I'm the kind of person who feels it's necessary to discuss every fucking thing because that's how you move through things and move through things, you know. I'm also the kind of person who doesn't, when I have an argument or disagreement with someone, it doesn't mean it's the end of our friendship or relationship. It's just a bump in the road where we disagree on something. However, his family, specifically his sister and most of them, all feel like, well, if you disagree with me, then fuck you. And they just don't want to even talk to talk to me anymore. So whatever, we got through that night, whatever. The rest of the weekend was okay. Came back through Christmas, and Ashley and Brian are there. And... Brian's all talking to me and everything, and like nothing ever happened. And I just talked to him like nothing ever happened. Ashley didn't really say she, Ashley didn't say a word to me. Actually, nothing. She didn't say anything to me, and just the whole time sitting there across from me, never said a word. And so it was very tense and uncomfortable. And so on Facebook, I put, um, "Wow, I got through Christmas. It was very tense and it was very uncomfortable, or whatever, something like that. Thank God that's over." And I put it out publicly so that they could see it because so that they could know that I was uncomfortable <laughs> and know that I felt, you know, uncomfortable in the whole situation. But I was not rude to her or anything. I was not uh, even not nice, not nice to her. She just never said anything to me. And so the next day, the day before we leave, um, same thing, come over. She doesn't really say anything to me, nothing the whole time, the whole day. We had lunch or whatever. And then when we're leaving, um, when we're leaving, uh, I was going out the door, and I said bye to everybody, and I said bye, Ashley, and she said bye, you have a safe trip, and that was it. So I told her that, said that she would feel, you know, um, I'm okay, I'm not mad at you or anything, I don't, you know, even though she was not talking to me, I wasn't mad at her. And so I said to her, well, you know, that to let her know kind of a cue that, you know, it's okay to talk to me or whatever. And so I left and I thought everything was okay and we're going to be fine. So we go back every Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter and that's what we do. Usually we go to Waco. So then two days later, what happens? Was it two days later or the next day or something like that? <laughs> um, my, husband, my husband gets a text message from my sister-in-law that says... Um, well, I guess we're at a crossroads now. Um, apparently, um, you know, Donovan's not comfortable around us or whatever else. So I guess we just want to be around him anymore, blah, 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 because of what I had said on Facebook or whatever the day before or whatever. And um, we just you know, need to be around y'all. Apparently, he just doesn't like us or want to be around us or whatever. Now, I never said I didn't like them and didn't want to be around them, none of that shit. She just made that fucking shit up out of her fucking head. Never said a fucking thing like that, not one thing. 
And so she goes on and on about that and whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I responded to her. I said, if you have a problem with me, come to me, not to my husband. He has nothing to do with it. Basically, at the end of it, she said to him, well, we love you, and uh, I guess we will just won't see you all anymore or whatever. And so basically, she's, she's shutting me out. So I talked to her about it. It was a long letter saying I was just saying she said she was upset because I had said that I was uncomfortable or whatever. And um, I said, well, I was uncomfortable. I said I was allowed to be uncomfortable if someone's not talking to me and, and icing me out, you know, and um, that was the truth. That's how I felt. And, uh, well, you don't need to put it out for the whole public to see, blah, 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 whatever. So she was more upset about the fact that the public, it was public than the fact that it was upsetting to me or the situation. And so anyway, she and I go back and forth, 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 only through email. And I kept telling her, I said, we need to sit down and talk. I said, I don't understand where all this anger is coming from, from you. I said, you're not Ashley. I said, why are you having this reaction to me? I said, you know, this makes no sense. And so we finally, I kept telling her, let's talk. I'll come down to Waco during the week. We'll have lunch with you, whatever. But I want to talk about this in person, not over the, you know, text message or whatever. And she just kept refusing to do it, refused to see, refused to come down, whatever, and basically kept putting words in my mouth saying, I, thought, I said this about her, I thought this about her, blah, blah, blah. Shit I never said, I didn't even think. And she basically had already made up her mind that she was no longer going to be, uh, she didn't want me around anymore. She, for whatever reason, she just decided to shun me. And she's done this to her, the rest of her family as well. So she's used to doing that. So, um, you know, we have a very small family, my husband's side of my family, me and him, and it was Cheryl and his uh, niece, Kristen, his nephews, Brian and Trey. And that was it. We were our own family. And we all, every, all these past nine years or whatever, we were always doing stuff together, and we were, you know, that was it. Uh, you know, we weren't with my family, my mom and whatever. Oh, and that's the other thing. They were, she was upset. Well, said, said, uh, said uh, I, had to go, I had to go to Christmas. It was, I don't know what she said. She said she was quoting me about what I said on Facebook, saying that I said, well, um, uh, I was uncomfortable around his family. And she was pissed I said his family instead of my family. Well, I meant by blood, obviously, his family. He, she is his family. And then I have my family. It was my mom. That's all I have left of my family that I talked to. So anyway, just petty, petty bullshit. And so she's decided just to ice me out and not have anything to do with me anymore. Now, <coughs> so coming up Easter, we usually go down to Easter. We usually go down around May and then usually around 4th of July and then Labor Day. And you know, every year it's always the same thing, right? And she – so I'm not even going to be doing that anymore. Now, uh, my husband and I have decided, you know, I'm going to be part of whatever. So whether she wants me around or not is not her decision to make because I'm part – we're married. And so I come as part of the group. And they haven't even spoken to each other about it. Not one word. She hasn't said a one word to him about it. He hasn't said one word to her about it. Nothing about the whole situation, which I find bizarre. But anyway, so it's just it's just a done deal. And this is all because um, Trump stuff, something I said about Trump on uh, my niece's by marriage's uh, Facebook page. And so people's feelings about all this stuff uh, run high. And uh, the point of telling you all that is, is that, you know, I don't know if, 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 um, if Ashley and Brian, who are my niece and nephew through my husband's side, voted for Trump or not. I feel like they did because that's why I think a lot of this is coming from because I, all the things I say about Trump people and people who voted for Trump and I hate people who voted for Trump and they're idiots and whatever. Well, if they did vote for Trump, I do feel they're idiots. I mean, they are idiots if they voted for Trump and they're assholes for voting for Trump because, yeah, that's how I feel. They're, they don't get an exemption because they're relatives. Um, but that doesn't mean I hate them. 
does it mean that I don't want anything to do with them? It means that we disagree, and I do think that they're idiots for voting for Trump. Now, I can see how they piss them off. I can see how they get upset about that, whatever, but never a fucking word. So then Brian removes me from Facebook, and Ashley, like I said, removed me, and then Cheryl removes me from Facebook, and the only person that's left now is Kristen. I think she's still on there. I don't know. Um, but she doesn't even say anything to me. She's just on my Facebook. She never talks to me anything. I tried to talk to her. She refused to. So it's just her and her other son, Trey, who's um, not around right now, to uh, who talked to me. And it's all because of this. Now, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is, is it worth it to stand up for your beliefs when it is something as important as civil liberties and humanity and human rights. Yes, I think it is. This is not like a George Bush thing. I've said this before. This is not like what it was like with George Bush. George Bush was an idiot and not a great <laughs> president at all and fucked up the world in a lot of ways uh, and did a lot of things that were underhanded and so forth. Uh, but he was a typical Republican, right? I mean, he did things the way most Republicans do. <clears throat> but he wasn't completely, you know, compared to Trump, he wasn't this tyrannic, tyrannical kind of president. Now, this is about someone who is trying to take my rights away and, and the rights of many people who aren't like him. So there's a huge thing at stake here. There's a lot at stake. And I think that's what people need to remember and r realize, that we're talking about civil rights, human rights, and just basic human decency and humanity. And if you're going to vote for someone who is the epitome of the opposite of all of that, and you're going to vote against me directly your vote is against me and that's the other thing if ashley and brian and them voted for trump they're voting against uh me and their uncle and people that they know who are gay and they have another uncle who's gay even though they know us and supposedly quote unquote love us they're voting against us and that is the epitome of hypocrisy so they're fucking hypocrites if they did. I don't know that they did because they won't fucking talk to me now. But whatever the case may be, them or whomever, you're a fucking hypocrite if you vote for Trump and you support all of this bullshit he's trying to implement, yet you say you love gay people or you support women's rights or whatever. Fuck you. You're a fucking hypocrite what you are. So, yeah, I'm fucking pissed about it. And, yes, I do believe it's worth it because we're talking about civil rights. So – some people just want to stay out of politics, and the fact is you cannot stay out of politics because politics affects everyone. It affects you whether you want it to affect you or not, and that's like his sister was always saying, I don't get involved in politics and blah, blah, blah. Well, you don't get involved in politics because you're lazy. You don't get involved in politics because you have other things to do, whatever just like the rest of us do, but you need to if you want to actually have uh, fucking rights at the end of the day. And People who don't get involved in politics deserve whatever comes their way, whether they like it or not, because they're not involved in the first place. I feel very strongly about this, as you well know. Now, um, <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I'm just, like, going off today. Uh, oh, I will say also something funny that happened to me at the grocery store. We were at the grocery store, and I was in the cereal aisle. And this is last week, or I think it was last week, the week before last or whatever. Anyway, and, um, yeah, I think it was a week, week or so ago. Uh, and I'm in the cereal aisle looking at cereal, and this woman walks by. She's young, probably, like, 20 or something like that. She has a baby and a cart, and she walks by, and she smiles at me, and I smile at her, you know, just like in passing, and she goes on. And then, like, five seconds later, she backs up and comes back. She looks straight in my eyes, and she goes, can I tell you something? I go, sure. And now I thought she was going to say something and compliment, compliment my eyes or something. I get that all the time for whatever reason. People love my eye color and the way my eyes look or whatever. And so I said, sure. And she said, 
do you know that God loves you? <laughs> and I was like, and my friend was with me, Ken, it was there. And he's like, his face got like, his eyes got big and he like, he, <laughs> he turned red sort of because he knew that, Oh my God, the storm was coming. My response to her probably. And I was just not that day in a mood to even talk about it or even, I just felt, I thought like in a millisecond in my head, all these things I could say to her and I wanted to say to her about that um, and decided just to be kind and said, thank you so much. That is so kind. I really appreciate that. And she smiled and she kind of hurried off. That was it. And I, you know, I thought about where it's coming from, from her perspective, it's coming from a place of love. You know, even though I think proselytizing and, and trying to convert people is bullshit and wrong, um, I think it's never fucking business what religion I am, what I believe, or what she thinks God thinks about me. She doesn't fucking know me. That's what I'm thinking, right? But instead, she, uh, I said that to her because I think her her intentions are good, even though they're probably misguided. So <clears throat> that that was my response. I just thought it was funny. And then later on in the store, we saw uh, her with. Um, this group of other kids like her age, these other guys, and they were cornering people in the aisles and talking about Jesus Christ and God, blah, 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 blah. You know, good for you. You have a faith. Good for you. Congratulations, whatever. The only problem I have is when you try to impinge upon my rights as a human being. I don't care what you believe. You could be a fucking Scientologist, which is bullshit. You could be a, a Christian, which I think is bullshit. You can be a Catholic, which I think is bullshit. You can be any religion you want, which I think all of them are bullshit. Whatever religion you are, congratulations. That's between you and your God or whatever you believe in. I don't give a fuck. Just don't tell me who I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to act, and what I'm supposed to believe in. Because it's none of your fucking business. You are not, quote-unquote, God <clears throat> in the first place. And I know a lot of them have a directive, you know, especially religion, especially Scientologists and, and, uh, and Christians, you know, um, both cults in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, they both feel that you have to do that and spread the word of the gospel and God and all that kind of bullshit. Well, you know, good for you, but the reality is I'm not part of your religion, so stay the fuck out of my life. You know, one time I got an estimate from a contractor here at my house, and I was like, uh, on the back of his on the back of his card, business card, when he left, he handed it to me, said, "I want to tell you about Jesus Christ and blah 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 blah." And I, there was no way I was gonna, I was going to use this guy, and then when I saw that, there was no way I was going to use him. It completely turned me off. But to me, it's the the equivalent of someone saying to a Christian, um, you know, on the back of their business card, instead of saying, you know, do you know about Jesus Christ? Whatever, you know, all fucking Christians are fucking cultists and idiots and assholes, and you're all morons or whatever. You know, it's the same thing. And I wouldn't say that to someone unless they were asking me my opinion about Christianity. Um, but this guy just took it upon himself to do that. And it's happened to me like two or three times, and it's just so fucking annoying. Keep your fucking opinion to yourself. I didn't ask you for your opinion. Keep it to your goddamn self. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like with politics. I don't go around telling people, you know, you need to do this and you do that unless they ask my opinion about politics or what I believe or whatever. Uh, of course, I will tell you I have an opinion about every fucking thing, obviously. <clears throat> but I, it's none of it's none of my business what you you do you know unless it affects me and it's the same with Christianity or religion or whatever whether it's politics or religion or whatever I don't care what you believe or what you do as long as what you do doesn't impinge upon my rights and the problem with Trump and Trumpists <laughs> as I'll call them and Trumpsters is that what they believe in does 
it impinges upon my rights and the, the, the millions of others around the world. And these alternative facts that they keep presenting is just a way to control the masses mentally and the people who have a weak mind. So it's sad that the people who have the weakest of mind, the weakest minds are the ones that um, seem to be, uh, you know, in the know right now. You know, the ones that are who have their their candidate in, in office because the world is going to go down the fucking drain now that he is is president. I really believe that in my bones that all the great progress we've made, not just in civil rights and human rights, but <coughs> the things that Obama accomplished, you know, he's left us with an incredible economy, a very healthy economy with a great housing market, with all these great uh, job market, everything in this country has been turned around since the Bush administration. And if you look at the history of this country and you look at <clears throat> excuse me, those things, unemployment, the housing market, uh, the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, all of these things, how well they do under a Democrat versus how horribly they do under a Republican. <laughs> the evidence and the facts, not alternative facts, but the facts, the truth is and proves that a Republican president in Congress uh, is bad for America, whereas a Democratic one uh, is good. And that is the difference between Republicans and Democrats. I truthfully believe in my soul. And, of course, there's not every single Democrat's the same and not every single Republican's the same. I'm talking about en masse and, in general, the, the thrust of each side. And the thrust of a conservative versus a liberal is that conservatives think, what is it in, what is in it for me and how, how will it affect me only? And that liberal thinks, uh, how will this affect everyone? You know, how, how, what's good, what's the common good for the whole of humanity? That is the difference between us. And for someone to say that a conservative viewpoint is somehow better or, or kinder or something is a fucking lie because they don't really give a fuck about being kind. They don't give a fuck about being nice or what's good for everyone else. They only give a fuck about making money and what's in it for them. <coughs> fuck the environment. Who gives a fuck of the environment? We all fucking die in 50 years because the environment is uh, uninhabitable. As long as they get millions of dollars now, they're going to be alive. They don't give a fuck about their kids or their grandkids or anybody else who's going to be living then. They just give a fuck about their lives now and making as much money as they can. That's all they give a fuck about. You know, Democrats in general and, pub and, and liberals in general support the environment, trying to save the planet, trying to, to help save what we have left, the little time we have left to try to save what we have and clean up the air and to save the bees, which if the bees die, people, if the bees die, we die. I hope you know that. If the bees die, we die because they cross-pollinate so fucking much of our agriculture and flowers and things like that and trees, all these things. You don't understand that we need Nature, we cannot just be the master of nature and expect it to not retaliate in this way. And that's what happens. That's what's happening in our, in our, in our, in our uh, globe, on our globe. Um, and the Arctic uh, ice shelf is, is melting and going away, which is going to raise the temperature, excuse me, <coughs> raise the, uh, the oceans by an abundant amount, and you're eventually not going to have New York City or any of the coast of Florida or any of these uh, Louisiana, the coast of Texas, 
uh, coast of where LA is and San Francisco, all of it's going to be gone in 50 years if things continue in the same way. But the, the way we as humans are, we don't give a fuck as long as it doesn't affect us. If it doesn't affect us instantly, if we can't see it affecting us right now, we don't give a fuck. We have to actually be in a crisis mode before we change anything. It's sad. I mean, we as a whole as humanity, that's how we are. <laughs> so until until we can't breathe the air, until we no longer have crops of corn or wheat or, or tomatoes or whatever, or grapes or fruit or whatever anymore because there are no longer any bees um, because of, um, what's it called, colony, bee colony collapse or something like that. Um, because of these things, until those things happen, we're not going to do fucking anything about it. It's going to be too late. And so instead of listening to the people who are trying to do good in this world, which are people who are generally, generally, of course, I'm saying generally, everybody's evil in some way or another, one side, both sides of the coin. But in general, liberals are just good people and trying to help everybody else and help themselves as well in the end, but help everybody at the same time and not just look out for their own best interests. So support your liberal candidates, people who actually are going to support these things, which is whether it's, whether it's the environment or human rights or civil rights or um, just or healthcare as a right or whatever the case may be. You can support them through your local Congress, uh, excuse me, your local state Congress and also through your federal Congress and, and, and your Senate senators, of course, vote. It's most important that you vote in the midterm elections. And the reason for that is is because we don't really we don't really determine who our president is with our vote when it's time to vote for president. We determine it before that in the midterm elections because of the way the electoral college system works. So if you have, you know, the majority of electors, uh, people in Congress and and people in uh, the Senate and everything, are generally liberal, then when it's time to elect the president, the most of the electors are going to be that, and most of them are going to elect the president. Uh, as such in each state. So you need to vote in the midterm elections coming up in 2018. If you don't, we're fucked again. And you need to vote for your congresspeople and everything else. Also, run for office, for God's sakes. You know, I would run for office. I totally would, but I'm so fucking polarizing. There's no way that I would ever win. I'm such a polarizing figure. You know, so is Trump. You know, Trump's a polarizing figure, but so is, I guess, Bernie Sanders is too. Maybe he's like me in that way. You know, I would I would totally run for my local city council if I had five hundred thousand dollars to beat Jennifer Staubach Gates, whom is our current um, representative. Shut up! Sorry. <laughs> um, so I would do that if I could. You know, but I don't have half a million dollars to throw away on a campaign. I'm sorry. Um, and she's running unopposed, and I can't stand her, and a lot of people hate her. She's she's actually uh, Roger Staubach's Roger Staubach's daughter, and she ran based on her name only, and won based on that. She didn't win because she has any experience or had any kind of knowledge. And I've met with her in person about things in our neighborhood, and she's been mean and she's been horrible. And she even laughed when I told her that my husband stripped on our street because the street wasn't repaired. And she's a bitch, basically. <laughs> can't stand her. She's a cunt. And um, so I would totally run against her if I knew I could win, but I can't because I am polarizing myself. And so, um, but I do what I can in my own way. But if you have the money and you have the, uh, you have the um, desire to affect change directly through your, you know, through office, then do it, please. We need you to vote. And don't worry about if people don't know who you are. People can know who you are eventually. Um, and even if you don't have money, you can still run. I mean, I could still run against her if I wanted to, but I wouldn't win because I'm hated so much in my neighborhood. But that's another story. 
Anyway, I should go while my dogs are barking, so I apologize for that. Um, is there anything else real quick before I go on my list? Uh, I talked about oh, Mary, Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore died today, 80 years old. Um, and also, um, that's it, I guess. So, Okay, so thanks for listening to the Off Limits show. I'll be back next time, whenever that will be, <laughs> for another Off Limits show. I'll be back, actually, this Thursday with Jason on the XYZ show, if you want to listen to that. Uh, be sure and check us out there. You can go to offlimitsshow.com and find out more about me. I haven't up, up, uh, updated the site in a long time, but I will when I have time. Um, you can also go to gayxyz.com to find out more about that show with me and Jason on uh, every Thursday at 9 p.m. Central in Dallas. And as I said, you can always call in live, 214-377-0481, or you can call the Off Limits show at uh, on Skype if you want to talk to me and discuss what we're discussing that day. So... Thank you for listening, whether you listen live or in the archives. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you next time. Goodbye.